the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And news, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Thousands of people have been protesting President Trump's visit to Great Britain. The latest demonstrations are in Scotland, where the president is spending the weekend at one of the two golf resorts he owns there. British International Trade Secretary Liam Fox told the BBC... He's not happy to see the anti-Trump protests. I don't think that the protesters were an embarrassment to the government. I think they were an embarrassment to themselves. And I think that when you have the President of the United States, the leader of the free world, being greeted with signs that say, you know, go home, we hate you. You know, I don't think that reflects the genuine good manners and hospitality of the British people. On Monday, the President will wrap up his European trip by meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Finland face-to-face talks. This is SRN News. Now you are starting to understand why winning the White House was so crucial. President Trump has a second chance to place a constitutional scholar on the Supreme Court. Instead of a devastating shift to the left on the high court, we have a chance to protect Americans against the liberals' disastrous plan for years to come. You can criticize Trump all you want, but this would never have happened if you hadn't put him in the White House. If you want to know why, keep it right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio for the Twin Cities just after 1 o'clock. Mr. Mitch Berg and the Narn comes your way in just moments. Don't forget, AM 1280, The Patriot can go with you wherever you go thanks to our free mobile app. Get it right now. Your forecast for the remainder of the day today, very nice, sunny, a daytime high of right around 87 Tonight, clear in 67. Tomorrow, sunny, a daytime high of 86. Just a small chance of showers and thunderstorms. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now... Here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good afternoon. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. 16 years and change dominating Twin Cities weekend radio. 14 years of dominating radio. 16 years of dominating the local blog scene. Uh, again, a benevolent despot, but a despot nonetheless. Uh, glad to have you all here yet again. Of course, I'm the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Brad Carlson. Heard now from 1 to 3 every Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, of course, uh, every Saturday morning, King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440. The businessman doing the best show in America, ergo the world on economics. Uh, that's the King Banyan radio show. Yet another province of the Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating Twin Cities weekend radio for a decade and a half almost here. 
and we'll be looking forward to having our 10th anniversary party to celebrate that sometime before we turn 15. Well, it was a big week for news this past week. Uh, if you uh, if you have any friends who are Thai Navy SEALs, they are not buying drinks again for the rest of their lives. But there was some other news to be had as well this past week. Uh, President Donald Trump uh, finally pulled through on his, uh, his uh, mission to nominate a new justice for the United States Supreme Court to replace the departing Anthony Kennedy. And with us to talk about Brett Kavanaugh is our next guest. Uh, Scott Jennings joins us uh, today. Scott, uh, of course, a uh, founding partner of Run Switch Public Relations, former member of the George W. Bush administration, and from what I read, somewhat uh, in the loop with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, Mr. Jennings, welcome to the broadcast today. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, so for starters, let's let's start right from the top. When you heard uh, the nominee was going to be Brett Kavanaugh, what was your first reaction, Mr. Jennings? Well, I was happy for Brett. Uh, I thought the president was picking, frankly, from a really good list. Uh, you know, all the, the the big list of twenty five has great names on it. When he narrowed it down, it was a list of great people. So, I didn't really think the president could go wrong. I worked with Brett Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House and was there when he was nominated and then confirmed for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, Brett's highly uh, intelligent, well thought of, great guy, and I think he's going to sail, frankly. I think he's going to keep the Republicans together uh, on this confirmation vote, which uh, renders the Democrats irrelevant. Now, we'll come back to that, because obviously it's the, the legislative machinations that go into these these circuses that Supreme Court uh, nomination hearings have become in recent years that, that's going to be interesting and, and, and perhaps dominate the headlines for some time upcoming here. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about why conservatives should be excited about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. What's, what's the conservative case for Brett Kavanaugh? Well, first of all, Donald Trump has great the trust in Brett Kavanaugh, which gives me great trust in Brett Kavanaugh. I know him to be a conservative. I look at his record on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, 12 years of conservative decisions. He's got a long paper trail of conservative writing and conservative uh, comments that he's made in speeches. This is the right man at the right time. And uh, most importantly, in addition to being a conservative, uh, he's someone that I think is very, very confirmable. We've already seen uh, people from all ends of the Republican conference say, Brett Kavanaugh is somebody I can support. So um, I'm, I'm very confident uh, that Brett is going to be basically like Neil Gorsuch. And every conservative I know has been happy with Neil Gorsuch. So I think we're getting that replicated. The president did a good job of picking someone who uh, will continue to uphold that standard. Now, the thing that has interested me about Kavanaugh so far, I mean, not so much the the big left's reaction. Obviously, there has been the usual hyperbolic hysteria that one can expect every time a uh, Republican takes out the trash on trash day. You can expect to hear someone calling them literally Hitler and a racist. The thing that I thought was in, among thinking Democrats, among thinking liberals, uh, the reaction has been interesting. I listened to a New York Times radio podcast uh, this past week in which they uh, went through a bit of uh, Mr. Kavanaugh's uh, history. He was one of the people who worked on the investigation of Bill Clinton back in the late 1990s during the whole Monica Lewinsky uh, episode. He wrote Kenneth Starr. He had a large role in Kenneth Starr's report uh, assailing President Clinton's perfidy in that episode and uh you could just see the left lining you could you could basically paying out the bait to to have the left jump all over that and then they pointed out 
that he had a change of heart on the whole thing. And it's almost as if some of his potential opponents out there in big left and big media can't quite bring themselves to admit that the guy is an independent thinker who, while is a principled conservative, actually has the law and right and wrong at front and center in his, in his, in his worldview on the bench. Yeah, I think when you see the Democrats uh, uh, unable to align on a method of attack against Kavanaugh, as you pointed out, some were attacking his 10-star work. Some have attacked his his judicial uh, statements since he became a judge. Some have attacked his work in the Bush White House. I mean, you see them all over. Some attack the fact that he likes to go to baseball games and he bought Washington Nationals tickets. I mean, when you look at the all-over-the-board nature of the attacks, you can see, A, they cannot align on anything, and B, they really have nothing on this guy, and no one disputes. He is eminently qualified. I mean, he's an Ivy Leaguer. So the president uh, said he wanted somebody with that kind of educational pedigree. He got it. He's got a lot of government experience. He's got a lot of judicial experience. I mean, this guy has been uh, prepared to be a Supreme Court justice. This is exactly the kind of person you want, and you raised, I think, exactly the right point, which is Are we going to have somebody on the bench who will apply the law as written, who will apply the Constitution as written? I think it was Judge Scalia who said occasionally you have to reach conclusions that make you uncomfortable uh, because that's what the law requires. You won't always be comfortable with the legal conclusions you reach. And I think that's the kind of guy Kavanaugh is going to be. It's that the Democrats are such under pressure from their left flank, from their donors, from the far left extreme of their party, They have to sort of spin out of control here and do anything they can. Uh, But frankly, I think they really hurt the credibility in the last week with some of the uh, crazy attacks on Kavanaugh. Well, no, there was one attack, I have to say, in the interest of absolute integrity, that I have to say really started me thinking and and may have put some grave doubts in my mind about Mr. Kavanaugh. And that is one of of the uh, bits of opposition research came out that showed that back in college, uh, Mr. Kavanaugh may have done a little bit of binge drinking. And that's that, that certainly sets him apart from every other male that's attended Amer- an American college over the last hundred years or so. I, that, that, that's going to be a deal breaker right there, Mr. Jennings. Yeah, listen, listen. The, the Democrats have uncovered two great scandals. This man loves baseball, and he likes to drink beer at one time in his life. Lord have mercy. Stop that's the right. presses. That's right. <laughs> no, he does well. He does like the Nationals, which, of course, could be an actually black mark against him. But, I've, again, learned to overlook some of these things. At any rate, so, uh, so you are uh, uh, closely placed, at least so the, the word has it, with, uh, with the office of, of Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, who, of course, will be presiding over the Republican approach to to getting uh, Brett Kavanaugh confirmed. Uh, now, the, the, of course, if, if the Republicans stay in lockstep and, and get their 51 votes and hold them all together, this should sail right through. Uh, what, what are the odds looking like in terms of, I mean, you said earlier you, you think that he's going to sail right through with complete Republican support. There have been a few Republicans uh, who've, expressed some reservations so far some of some of the people on the more moderate side you think that uh, that uh, mr mcconnell uh, senator mcconnell's gonna be able to keep the caucus together i do uh i think we've heard some very positive things out of the two moderates you know lisa uh murkowski and susan collins in fact i heard susan collins say from maine uh, this week that you know i heard they're going to spend three million dollars in an advertising campaign uh on this they they need to save their money i'm not going to be uh, persuaded by what these Democrats do. So 
Wow. Uh, she's already sending strong signals. She told them to you know keep their money. It's a waste of time. Uh, so I actually think they're going to be okay. And I think at the end of the day, McConnell is going to hold the Republicans. I think they're going to do it by October, by the way, which means Kavanaugh will go on to this uh, fall term of the Supreme Court. And I'll go one step further. I think three or four Democrats are going to wind up voting for Kavanaugh, particularly uh, looking at the people from the red states uh, who are on the ballot this November. They can either side with the loony left and all their crazy attacks on Kavanaugh, or they can side with their constituents who want this president to put his kind of people on the Supreme Court. I have been following that closely, especially uh, Senator Heitkamp from my native state of North Dakota, uh, who is facing a very spirited uh, re-election challenge here and is hanging on by the skin of her teeth. I mean, she'll be lucky if she wins by a, by a 10-vote margin in a, in a state that is... Uh, that, that where the Democratic Party, quite frankly, is an endangered species and can't even meet all of its committee responsibilities in the state legislature. It's it's so endangered at this point. Uh, the, the idea of Heidi Heitkamp uh, actually publicly uh, sucking up to Donald Trump and making noises about voting for Kavanaugh has shown it's it's a very different. I mean, do, do the do the do the Democrats. Uh, is is, is uh, self um, self preservation come November? Uh, become that much uh, big, bigger of a worry for some of these red state Democrats than than doing lunch in their caucus uh, in, when they go back to D.C.? That, that's going to be the interesting oh, question. No, no doubt about it. And look, it's not like these Democrats represent states that were closely decided in 2016. You mentioned right. Heitkamp. I mean, her state goes for Donald Trump by you know over 20 points. Oh. Joe Manchin in West Virginia, same, same spot. Donnelly in Indiana. Claire McCaskill in Missouri. Uh, tester in montana i mean all of these people live in states they weren't close these people who live there overwhelmingly voted for donald trump which means they overwhelmingly voted to give donald trump the power to put people on the supreme court and i think when all is said and done this is going to be a very clear sort of choice you're either going to side with the president who put a mainstream conservative on the bench somebody who is eminently relatable to the people in those states we just mentioned or you're going to side with the absolute fringe left. And I'll guarantee you, nobody in North Dakota, since you brought it up, <laughs> wants their senator, Democrat or Republican, to side with the fringe left. So I think the pressure on these Democrats to vote Kavanaugh, particularly when the Republicans are going to stick together, it's going to be enormous. It's an easy vote for them to take to say, hey, I supported Trump on this. So I think Kavanaugh is going to be a bipartisan uh, confirmation. And when you see the likes of Susan Collins declining to play kingmaker in a situation like this, where she could eat, uh, Collins and Murkowski both stepping back from the role, sort of, if you will, the Senate equivalent of the Anthony Kennedy role of uh, being a potential swing vote, which makes you very, very popular and very, very powerful. When you see those two moderate Republicans stepping back from that role, it takes a lot of the drama out of what could, what uh, what one might have expected to be a very vituperative set of hearings coming up here. Yeah, no question. There were a couple of people on Donald Trump's list that I think would have had trouble with Collins and Murkowski, frankly. Yep. And the president wisely uh, chose Kavanaugh, who I don't think is going to have trouble with anybody. Now, uh, Kentucky junior Senator Rand Paul has not, I guess, completely committed to voting for Kavanaugh. But I would be stunned if Rand Paul wanted to be the Republican that kept Donald Trump from getting his uh, chosen person on the Supreme Court. So holding those moderates was the key. It feels like they're in a good spot right now. Uh, I have every reason to believe Rand Paul will come around eventually the way he did on Secretary of State Pompeo. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about what the president did here. 
he made a pick that I think is going to essentially render these Democrats irrelevant. They're going to throw all kinds of stuff at Kavanaugh, but at the end of the day, I seriously doubt they find anything that's going to cause a Republican to peel off. Yeah, it, it, this is looking really good. And I have to say, I've always, I have always been, going back 30 years, a Donald Trump skeptic. I have stayed at least one foot on the bench regarding him in, in terms of going all in. But it, like a lot of conservatives before the election, when, it be, when his nomination became inevitable, and <laughs> when a lot of us thought his be- defeat became inevitable, um, which showed what a terrible prognosticator I was two years ago, obviously. Uh, if no matter what happened, if we just got one good Supreme Court nomination out of this term, it would be a net gain. And I'm feeling strongly like we like we may have uh, come out way ahead, even if you're a Trump skeptic on this administration with uh, Brett Kavanaugh's nomination here. If he gets confirmed, it's going to be a huge win. No question. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are huge wins. He may get another one or two, you know, before he leaves his first term. (laughs) And then and then something that a lot of people don't think about that often, but is just as important, in my opinion, the president and Mitch McConnell have put all of these people on the circuit court of appeals all over this country. Most cases never wind up in the Supreme Court. They wind up topping out in the circuit court of appeals. Right. During the Obama administration, President Obama appointed 40 percent of the entire U.S. judiciary, 40%. But because McConnell, when Harry Reid blew up the Senate filibuster rules in 2013, he made a huge mistake. When the Republicans took control in 14 and McConnell became the majority leader, he held open all of these circuit court slots that had been sitting out there. And so now he and Trump are filling them with solid conservatives. So for all of the discussion of Kavanaugh and Gorsuch in the Supreme Court, people just like them who are similarly young and conservative, are taking these circuit court slots as well. Coming out of one term of Trump, I mean, it is a complete remake of the judiciary. If he gets two terms, uh, we're going to see a major correction after a, a huge leftward uh, shift during the Obama administration. Absolutely. It's a case study in the lesson, don't claim a power that you're not afraid of your enemy having. Uh, the, the, the short-sightedness of the Democrats during the Obama administration. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. Yes. It, it, McConnell warned them on the floor. You're going to regret this, and you may regret it sooner than you think. Uh, and I'll guarantee you, they wish they could have had that back. <laughs> that may have been the the, the most that, that that may have been the line that if I were to carve a line, heaven forfend on Mitch Connell, Mitch Connell's tombstone someday. If someone were to for some reason choose me to do so, which would be really pointless, <laughs> uh, that might be the line. It was perhaps the most brilliant line of a of a of a career that uh, is full of of uh, some fairly pithy one liners. Senator McConnell's good for that. Uh, Scott Jennings, uh, thank you for coming on the broadcast today with your perspective on the Kavanaugh nomination. Appreciate appreciate it awful lot and uh i uh, hope you en- hope you enjoy watching this as uh, as much as i'm going to i have a hunch uh scott jennings joined us ladies and gentlemen let's take a break this is northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot uh we'll uh move up. We'll so much to talk about today huge show coming up on the northern alliance go nowhere be right back Hi, this is John Lamore from Advanced Construction Services. If there's water seeping into your foundation, you can count on us to stop it. Guaranteed. We're the experts at evaluating your water problems and finding the best solution for your specific situation. For foundation repairs or to raise your settled sidewalk or patio, call Advanced Construction Services at 952-562-8100. 
or go online to advancedconstructionmn.com. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline Line connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Would you like to protect your nest egg? At Online Trading Academy, we teach the skills to grow and protect your investments. Learn this rules-based strategy with our best-in-class instructors, teaching you how to get your arms around your money so you can retire with no worries. Learn the skills to profit from the markets going up or down by joining us for a comprehensive free workshop by calling pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Should you care to join me? And I hope you do. Ah, Ah, big week in the news here. Lots of stuff to talk about. Of course, the Kavanaugh nomination is the big one here. We're going to be having a number of guests coming up. In the uh, coming weeks, talking about the Supreme Court nomination, uh, and when I say the coming weeks, I mean after next week, because I'll actually be off on assignment uh, next Saturday. I'll be, uh, I'll be well, I, it's top secret stuff, but we'll catch you up on it later on here. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, the Kavanaugh nomination, obviously the, the, the top story in the news, as well as the, uh, the completion of the cave rescue in Thailand. Uh, I, I'm not ashamed to tell you, that story triggered my claustrophobia in a big way. Holy cow, a mile and a half deep in a cave and having to swim out through flooded passages barely enough to squeeze uh, a very thin guy through. That, uh, that one had me crawling up the walls, and yet uh, a lot of prayers answered with that. So that was, uh, that, that was an amazing story. The, uh, the, uh, the nomination, of course, of uh, Brett Kavanaugh by the president this past week, uh, again, as we talked about with, uh, uh, over, the, over this past segment here, 
looks like it could very well be as close to a done deal as you can get, which after the last 30 years of Supreme Court confirmation hearings that we've had in this country, where they have become kind of a political blood sport ever since the uh, the torpedoing of the uh, David uh, David Gin- David yeah David Ginsburg and Robert Bork nominations uh, close to thirty years ago have turned into basically an attempt to to gouge out partisan political points and score one for the home team as opposed to perhaps what should be. And it was, for much of American history, the real goal of nominating people to the Supreme Court, nominating people to interpret the law. And, and Barack Obama, of course, certainly used that uh, to his advantage. And, and, of course, as we knew he would. I mean, elections have consequences. But the nomination of, of the likes of Sonia Sotomayor to the court, I mean, as a, as a sop to identity politics, has shown how far... The, the the institution has fallen. By the way, the the activities of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, especially in this last few years, on the Supreme Court, uh, where she has basically used it as a bully pulpit to uh, make herself a, a feminist hero, uh, with the full identity politicking meaning of the term in mind, uh, has shown the extent to which, in progressive hands, the Supreme Court has fallen. Uh, I talked uh, when we were talking uh, in the previous segment about the hysteria of the left's response to the Kavanaugh nomination and the uh, the organizational entity called the Women's March, because, of course, it's never a spontaneous thing. There's always a, a headquarters somewhere inside the, the beltway uh, running these things uh, on a raft of, of progressive uh, contributions, uh, released a statement uh, when the uh, on Facebook and Twitter via all of your usual social media channels, frankly, uh, when the nomination came out. The statement read as follows. Women's March statement on Trump's extremist SCOTUS nominee. That's Supreme Court of the United States, in case you're not keeping up on the lingo the hip uh, kids use. Washington, D.C. In response to in response to Donald Trump's nomination of XX, to the Supreme Court of the United States, the Women's March released the following statement. <laughs> Some intern released uh, the pre-printed boilerplate. They were going to say the same thing no matter who the nominee was. They just forgot to take out the placeholder and fill in Brett Kavanaugh's name, which confirms something most of us had suspected about the mainstream media and the non-profit class that uh, that profits from them and that and from from current politics basically the narrative is written months in advance of the actual events on which the narrative is is based supposedly and really the reality is made to confirm to the narrative the the women's march released a uh, a social media statement in which they didn't bother to actually fill in Brett Kavanaugh's name before condemning him as an extremist <laughs> they could have nominated Fred Rogers to the supreme court and as soon as the news moved there would have been a social media campaign condemning him for being an extremist. So at any rate, that was uh, completely to be expected uh, this past week here. Now, of course, speaking of extremists, it's been interesting watching Minnesota politics this past uh, few weeks because uh, the DFL is heading towards what could be – an interesting rendezvous with the Republican Party. Obviously, the Republican Party has its own uh, major 
brouhaha to get through with the primary battle between the endorsed candidate Jeff Johnson, uh, who I am supporting as a a uh, as, as a uh, party officer at the Senate district level, and former Governor Pawlenty. Uh And we talked about this I don't know, a week or two on the broadcast here about the the notion that uh, when in doubt, always follow the Buckley 11th commandment, which is always vote for the most conservative candidate who can win. And while I know a lot of Republicans out there who are deeply upset with Tim Pawlenty, both for his record in office and for uh, the fact that he has basically flouted the party's endorsement and uh, moving to what in some circles is considered front-runner status for the GOP nod on the ballot this fall, the... Uh, the the, uh, the 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 idea point, the point is who even if you're I run into Republicans out there who are upset with him enough to the point where they say they will sit this election out if Pawlenty wins the nomination, which will mean uh, a Democrat potentially. Well, at least it it takes one more vote away from the total need to keep a Democrat out of uh, the the governor's mansion in St. Paul this fall, which is absolutely essential. And the, I mean, if you think this last eight years have been tough for greater Minnesota, especially for the part of greater Minnesota that doesn't live in the metro area, work for a Fortune 1000 company or uh, some sort of uh, nonprofit who have profited greatly uh, under Democrat control. If you're, if you're not a part of those two sectors of Minnesota life, it's been kind of a dodgy eight years in this state. So the need to get a Democrat not in the governor's race, in, in, in the governor's uh, office, is absolutely imperative. And that will lead us to what may be one of the more interesting races coming up here in the, for the Democrat primary, the race for attorney general. We'll be talking about that sooner than later here. Representative Keith Ellison sounded off of the Supreme Court race, and it was, well, Typical vintage Keith Ellison. We've gone back with uh, with, with uh, Representative Ellison for ten years on this, twelve years now on this broadcast. He's a gift that just keeps on giving. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, The Patriot, and we will be right back. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. 
Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court by President Trump marks what could well be the first ever reliable majority of what conservative scholars call originalist and textualist judges on the Supreme Court. If confirmed, it's a triumph for the conservative legal movement that took 30 years to achieve, and it's almost here at long last. In temperament, character, and judicial philosophy, Judge Kavanaugh is very much a Justice John Roberts 2.0. This doesn't mean a reactionary or a right-wing activist radical court, but rather one committed to the Constitution and to precedent, to religious liberty and free speech, to property rights and the Second Amendment. Justice Kavanaugh's confirmation will be dispositive of the question, should I have voted for Trump when it arises? The answer, of course, is yes. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, Americans for Prosperity, Jason Flores coming up at 4 o'clock today talking with David Barnes and Sarah Field about what else, the Kavanaugh nomination, home health care workers, the union skim, Medicare rulemaking, all that in one hour. I don't know how they do it. They've got to coffee up a lot before they go on the air. Anyway... My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. And that's what we're here to talk about. Speaking of other shows here on AM 12A, The Patriots, my pleasure to welcome you for the first time, uh, host of one of our other stable of broadcasts here at uh, The Patriot, uh, Education Nation. And uh, one of their co-hosts uh, joining us now, Rebecca Hagstrom uh, from Education Nation. Welcome to the Northern Alliance. Hey, thank you so much. I'm really glad to be with you today, Mitch. It's uh, it's great to have you here. It's always a, it's always an interesting topic. And we've, yeah. uh, there's been, uh, been a number of education shows here over the years on The Patriot, and it's always an interesting discussion. Yeah. Because it, it's, I don't think a lot of people are even even in a state that has such a large, active, private, parochial, and charter mm-hmm. school movement as Minnesota mm-hmm. has. I don't think a lot of people, even in this audience, are aware of how much of a problem we have with our it's public schools. Absolutely true, which is why we started the show in, in, to begin with. And well, let's yeah. talk about why you started the show to begin with. You yeah. didn't just fall out of the sky and say, "Let's do an education talk show." Something motivated you. What, yes. What, what was yes. your motivation? Well, it, it's kind of dual, actually. So we started a school. Um, I'm one of the main founders of a school called Liberty Classical Academy right. in White Bear Lake, Minnesota, yep. and we opened in the fall of 2003. And we are a preschool through 12th grade classical and Christian school. Right. Uh, with a focus on high academics, of course, and that's part of 
using the classical method. And so in, in doing this, making this effort, you know, the reason why we actually started this school was because we were seeing um, gaps in our own children's education in the public school that we were attending. And we were in a good district. We were in the Stillwater District. And so then we ended up going into a private school that was known for highly, you know, high academics. Right. And then we decided that we really wanted a faith component. And we wanted the high academics, and it was hard to find both. So long story short, we opened Liberty with the idea that we want high academics and that Christian uh, faith base to be equally important. So we do that, and everything's going well. It's been, you know, it's been a, it's been a challenge. We started with 28 kids back in 2003, and now we just finished last year with 264. Wow. So we've come a long way in those 15 years. But then a couple of years ago, I had this frustration that people, like you said earlier, really don't have an understanding of what is happening in our nation's schools. And I'm talking both public and some private, too. There's a lot of these same issues that we're seeing in the public schools that are concerning. It's not just a public school issue. This is more of a cultural issue that is affecting how we do education in America today. I've been telling that to some of my friends who have their kids in Catholic school and think they're safe from the indoctrination that has swept the educational academy in recent years. And I I was mentioning before we came uh, before you came on the air here, uh, my Father mm-hmm. is a, a lifelong. I was taught, taught throughout his entire career. Yeah, uh, one of the best teachers you'll ever meet. Every kid should have a, a teacher as good as my father. Yeah, and uh, he's never voted for Republican probably since Ike. <laughs> uh, that was but a while ago. It's been a while. <laughs> 60s, yeah, nineteen sixties, right? Uh, Fifty eight. Yeah. I, I, okay. I would be amazed. I would be amazed if he voted for Republican after after right out of college, mm-hmm. nineteen fifty eight. I would believe so. That that being said. Uh, and he's he's calls himself a moderate Democrat, mm-hmm. but uh, you start him talking about the role of the teachers union and especially the educational academy and the indoctrinative role that they have taken and and the, the way they have seized upon education as a vehicle yep. for getting intellectual outcomes. He starts talking like a Ron Paul guy. Yep. And a lot of us, I mean, I, I was a big proponent of public education yeah. up until mm-hmm. I started having kids in there yeah. and seeing how it worked. And that's exactly right. And and this is something that is unknown, which is the reason why we started this show. And so people actually can even go back and listen to our old podcast because though we weren't on the air at The Patriot until more recently, we were on right. the air prior to that. Right. And so we've got podcasts so people can go and listen to our past cod- podcasts. And the show's name is Ed. You can look it up on Facebook. Ed Nation, right? Um, MN, Ed Nation, MN, and then we also have a Facebook page, or excuse me, a website that they can go to too. And we cover all kinds of topics that are related to what you're talking about. We cover, you know, what's going on with Common Core and how we don't hear that term very often anymore, and yet it still is very much affecting our nation's schools. We talk about the influence of the progressive movement, and we talk about the influence of technology. That's kind of the latest thing that has really um, hit all of our schools. And again, uh, this isn't just public. This is public and private. Yeah. There is kind of a new way of doing education that has really swept the country in the last you know, 20 years or so. And even even since we opened the school back in 2003, we've seen incredible change in education in even just the last 15. It, it has been, and yeah. it's been. I mean, I was I was becoming a bit of a uh, let's just say a dissident a bit when my stepson 
uh-huh. uh, went into school. And this would be going back probably close to 25 years now. Yeah. Uh, after I got married and, uh, well, yeah, it was 25 years old. Cow. <laughs> it goes fast, doesn't it? It snuck up on me, <laughs> let me tell you. And getting him into school, I just, uh, it was, things were different than when I had been in high school, not that yeah. long before. Yeah. And just seeing how that, how, how things spun out of control from then until my kids were in school. Mm-hmm. And of course I had, I had a very, very nasty break with the public school system mm-hmm. of, about, about, uh, about the way they handled, uh, my children. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I pulled them up, put them in the charter system. I was glad mm-hmm. I do it. I wish I'd have done it much earlier. Right. Right. But, uh, there's, uh, yeah, yeah. What, why, whatever did happen to Common Core, by the way? It was everywhere and now it's nowhere. Well, and, and that's the thing. It actually is still there. It's just not being talked about anymore. So, so um, Common Core was accepted originally, I think, by 47 states, and I think maybe 10 or 12 of them have actually gotten rid of it, or they have changed the name or cha- made some slight changes to it. But the bottom line is, it's really still there, right. because all the curriculum got rewritten to reflect the standards of the Common Core. And so that's the curriculum that's out there now, and that's the curriculum that most school districts are school districts are using, and not just in Minnesota, this is nationwide. So then you have Minnesota that adopted just the um, reading standards. They didn't adopt the math. However, because all the math curriculums are written as common core, by default, Minnesota is doing common core math. And we see this when we talk to parents who bring their kids in. You know, kids are often confused by Common Core math because they don't just teach the standard algorithm anymore, which is, you know, the way you and I learned it. And instead, they're trying to teach these kids that, oh, there's, you know, six different ways to solve a problem and you have to learn all six ways. So the kids end up so confused. And then they think, well, why am I not good at math? When really, if they had just been taught the standard algorithm, they'd actually be really good at math. Or if you plunk a math book in front of them and say learn it, and they'd probably learn it just fine on right, their own. I mean, right. that's, it's, it's just I, so sad. Well, and then, yeah. especially in an age when we're saying we want to see more American kids go into engineering, we <sighs> especially want to see more American <laughs> girls go into engineering. Yeah, and and yet we're going to start by teaching them math that is in, in such a confusing manner that by the time they reach middle school, they think they're bad at math. Yeah, it's, it's like if you wanted to devise a plan to make Americans work worse at engineering, I don't think that's what they're doing. No, but no if, they're not trying to do but that. But if they no. were trying, I don't know what they'd do any different. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's just one piece. You know, that's one piece of Common Core. So Common Core is still there, and uh, the test, the test, that the the way it was all rolled out did not turn out the way they planned. Right. You know, so David Coleman, who was the chief architect of Common Core, now, who is now president of the college board, and so he's now in charge of the AP and the SAT tests. Right. He rewrote the SAT to reflect the Common Core standards. Oh, so that wow. that big change a few years ago was because of David Coleman, and and then the AP. A lot of the AP curriculum is being rewritten as well. Wow. So, but their whole their whole goal was that all of the states would adopt the standards, and that all of the states would then sign up for one of two national tests that would reflect these standards. And so they basically were trying to go in sideways and create a national curriculum. And, you know, there's, there, 
when you've got a lot of problems with our schools, you know, I applaud them trying to solve it. And sometimes I think people uh, think that top down is the best way to do that. But Mm -hmm. we all know that in America, we've got a lot of diverse communities and we all have different ideas of what we think is important to learn. And so to try to have a national curriculum, you know, we, we run a school where I would not want anybody telling me what we have to include in our curriculum. And yet our kids are scoring in the top 13% of the nation on ACTs and 17 percent on the SAT. So don't tell me, you know, how to do that. And thankfully they're not. Okay. But but this is this is part of the issue with having a national uh, curriculum. You don't you don't want to go down that path. Well, let's not not only do we not want to go down that path, but living in St. Paul and having lived in Minneapolis uh, as I did and knowing people in both school systems I don't even want things being dictated to teachers right. from, from the city right, level. Right, right. And, and, well, and, and, the, and these city systems act like there is just one size that fits all. Right. Well, and you know what, though? That's partly because of Common Core. So oh, yeah. if you adopt these standards, I mean, they're pretty detailed. And then the curriculums that go with them are very detailed. Right. And that's the other issue. You say, did it go away? No, it didn't. And we have a lot of teachers who they don't speak up because the way it works is that they're a lot of the um, districts, because of Common Core, their um, jobs are kind of tied to the success of their students. Right. So there's a lot more testing now than there ever used to be prior to Common Core. Yep. And the teachers can't really speak up too much because their their jobs, <laughs> their paychecks are contingent on how well their kids do. And so they have to be careful what they say. And a lot of teachers will privately tell you there's way too much testing going on. They feel like they've been, they've lost their ability to teach. They, they feel like they're more like technicians now instead of actual teachers where they can create. They, they can't really create their curriculum the way they used to. And that's the best teacher is the one who's passionate about what she's teaching and can get the kids passionate about it. Even, even 20, I mean, my dad tried to, Remind me that it was never too late to go into teaching for right. many years. Like, like join the family business, if you will. Uh, and, and yet even he was kind of petering on that towards the end because, of course, he saw the younger teachers coming in and, and they were all subject to the work of curriculum coordinators and curriculum creators who do all the actual thinking for you. And, the, and he said one of his complaints about the union was the union has succeeded in turning education into an assembly line yes. job. Yes. And so let's talk about when we come back. We have to yes. take a break right now. We're talking okay. with Rebecca Hagstrom from Education Nation here on AM 12A The Patriot and from Liberty Classical Academy. We'll talk more about that. If you got questions, give us a call, 651-289-4488. Join us if you'd like. We'd appreciate it. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at continentaldiamond.com. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to 
aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Step into Chet's Shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetsshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you care to join us, uh, talking, of course, with Rebecca Hagstrom of the AM 1280, The Patriot Show, Education Nation, and uh, also from Liberty Classical Academy. It's been interesting seeing, by the way, the, uh, the, the, the classical schools. Uh, mm-hmm. two, two, uh, two charter schools uh, came in among the top ten. Uh, actually, I think it was three charter schools came in among the state's top ten schools. And they, I believe they were all classical mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. Actually, two, I believe two are classical and one was uh, one, of the, one of the urban academies in St. Paul. Yeah. So uh, just fascinating to see how this is as hard as the establishment has tried to kill school choice off in this state, it seems to be succeeding. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. And classical especially succeeds yeah. academically speaking. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually just got back from Europe and I went and visited Oxford. Oh, yeah. And found ourselves by accident in the middle of the original quadrangle. Oh, wow. And the three different levels of a classical education are grammar at the lower school, logic in the middle school, and rhetoric at the high school level. Right. And in that original quadrangle, in Latin, was above the doors, scola grammar, scola <laughs> logique, scola rhetoric. And oh, it wow. was so confirming that what we are doing, this is what works. This is the original education, and right. this is what works, and this is how kids were educated 
throughout the millennium and the you know all the way back to Greco-Roman times. Well, it was and a definition so of education. It being, is. Yeah. And it's really been, you know, we in, in modern America or modern Western civilization, we think of education that we have, you know, today as being kind of the traditional type of education. Yep. But really education traditional education was classical yep. and it really didn't start changing until about the 1920s yeah and it slowly but surely started to change and it's really just been like i said earlier the last 20 years where things have really gone you know down the path of more of that progressive movement yeah and in fact i mean the, the, a lot of americans who consider themselves good patriotic free thinking independent rugged individualists who support their public schools might be amazed. I mean, that the American public school system, as we know it today, for the past hundred years or so, was modeled after the German system mm-hmm. from 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 Ex- von Bismarck. Yes, exactly. Which was designed to create seventy percent laborers, twenty percent soldiers, twenty yep. percent sergeants, and ten percent generals. Yep. And is uh, they'd be horrified to know that, but mm-hmm. it's the truth anyway. Mm-hmm. So, well, we actually did a whole show on that. We had Senator oh, really? Han on, David Han. Oh, I know, Dave. Um, who knows education so well? Yeah. We had him come on and do a show talking about the progressive movement yes. and just the influence that that had on education. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's and we'll come back to Even it's, way back. It, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, it was and it's it's a drastically bad thing yeah. historically speaking. We'll come back to that and, and some of the current mm-hmm. uh, influence the progressive movement is having, but mm-hmm. you have an event coming up. We want to yes. make sure we get that out yes. there. Yes. Thank you. We have an open house at Liberty Classical Academy okay. coming up this Thursday. It's our only summer open house. Mm. So Thursday, ju- uh, July 19th and it starts at 6:30 p.m. And people can go to our website and get all the detailed information that they need. It's libertyclassicalacademy.org. Okay. Libertyclassicalacademy.org. And the summer open house is a little bit different than our other ones because our students aren't in session. Our our school year open houses, we actually bring people into the schoolrooms and let them hear and see from the kids. Um, So what we do instead is we have the teachers there for kind of a curriculum fair that runs from 6.30 to 7. And then at about 7.05, we do a presentation and we show videos of our classrooms in action. So people can still get a sense of what our classrooms are like. It's highly informative. It's the best way to find out about the school. Excellent. So yeah, this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. And our school is located in White Bear Lake. Which is only about oh, it's about a twenty minute drive from here. Yeah, know, station our station right here. In, I I know my my uh, my my uh, one of my kids and granddaughter live in White Bear, so oh, it's so have to have a and the website once again libertyclassicalacademy.org. dot dot org. Yeah, so let's uh, since we talked about the influence of. Uh, of of the progressive movement in schools historically, of course, don't want to make it, don't want to make it sound like a history lesson. It's all very current events as well mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. as we found out this past week. And that's the thing that I've, I've had an interesting time with over the years, especially since my own falling out with the public school system. Is talking with conservatives who think that by dint of having moved to a some place like Edina or Osseo or or, or Stillwater, uh, a, a city with a quote good school district. That they've escaped the madness that is right. quite clearly taken over in Minneapolis and St. Paul right. and 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 uh, some of the mm-hmm. other core districts mm-hmm. in, inside, mm-hmm. and just we've started to see some news over the last year that perhaps the facade may be cracking. The idea that Edina's a place with the good schools just might be starting to to, to flake away a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah. Well, and you know, if if your listeners are astute, they've hopefully been. Uh, paying attention to the news with respect to the Edina Public Schools. Catherine Kirsten, who we've also had on our show Mm -hmm. to talk about this, has done an excellent job of outlining what is going on in Edina with respect to a lot of their diversity 
um, and and uh, racial equity practices oh, yeah. that have basically, um, you know, I am I am all for racial equity in the sense that I believe that every single child deserves an excellent education, regardless of their background, regardless of their skin color. They should be held to the same standards yeah. so that they can succeed and they can go to college if they want to go to college or they can go to trade school if they want to go to trade school. Let them do whatever they want to do. But unfortunately, that's not the type of racial equity that's taken hold in our nation's schools. And again, both public and private. What's happening is instead the focus is just on basically making um, kids of minority races seem like victims. And they're teaching them to be victims. Oh, yeah. And that is not empowering. And, And then on the flip side, then the white students are being told that they're bad by virtue of the fact that they're white. Right. And so what's happened in... In Edina is that that got brought to the extreme. And so, um, you know, again, Catherine Kirsten did an excellent job of outlining how prevalent that is. And that's not just in Edina, by the way. They're just the ones that kind of came to light. Well, in fact, they, the the thing is, so the people who were behind St. Paul Mm -hmm. deciding not to suspend African American kids for basically anything, which led to through that PEG program, the PEG, Pacific mm-hmm. Pacific mm-hmm. Education Group, which is a consulting group. Uh, you could call them charlatans if you want, but they, I don't know if charlatans make the kind of money that PEG makes. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> the, 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 they, they are the consultants of record on disciplinary mm-hmm. issues and diversity issues. They charge millions of dollars. A lot, so mm-hmm. much of your tax money mm-hmm. is going to this hogwash, mm-hmm. and they basically steer the ship, as it were, uh, at at St. Paul, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and. Dina and mm-hmm. Osseo and many other metro districts that are mm-hmm. that are trying to wrestle with this issue and, and nationwide losing. by yes, the way this huge. is a national company that Absolutely. trains yeah the train staff we are far too soon out of time <laughs> oh uh, Rebecca Hagstrom we'll have to do this again perhaps sometime before school starts yes, and yes. catch people up on this Absolutely. from Liberty Classical Academy website uh, to find out more about your open house one more time yes Thursday night July 19th 6 30 p.m libertyclassicalacademy.org and then listen to our show 6 p.m. here on Saturday nights at Nation. Absolutely. Uh, Rebecca, thanks for coming on the broadcast. We'll do this again soon. Thanks, Mitch. I was happy to be here. You bet. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Another whole hour coming up. Pinch yourself. It's for real. able to live your dream retirement starts with your decisions today. Learn to develop the skills and confidence to own your financial future with a best-in-class education at Online Trading Academy. We are the world leader in creating traders and investors. Let us help you improve your returns and create income you can use now and in retirement. Call today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll, 
payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.